Cool, 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 cool. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna get my my cracking. Uh-huh. Get cracking. I look at my binoculars. What do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Okay, so uh, welcome to Featured Creatures. Yeah, I'm Creature. Uh, <laughs> and I'm I feature. guess I'm Feature. And I'm Garrett. Slowly but surely becoming an alcoholic. So uh, I figured we'd do something we haven't done in a while today. Oh, no. The part where I say I'm Scarrett Lane. A tipsy tree feller tale. James oh, yeah, Elbert. there we go. Isn't this whole episode a tipsy tree feller tale? No, there's the no Kraken? trees on the sea. It's more like a like a, a tipsy whale feller tale. No, no, no. It's I a mean... tipsy. It's a tipsy um, town feller tale. Okay. okay. Today's uh, fearsome critter, the the tipsy tree feller tale, is the whirling wimpus. <laughs> the whirling wimpus. It's not uh, to be confused with the twirling wampus. I am going to try to pronounce its uh, Latin name. Turbino kissus nebulodes. Okay. Checks out. It's a Sasquatch type creature said to be responsible for many disappearances of lumberjacks in the North American woods. The picture that they have on the cryptids wiki is just basically a gorilla that skipped leg day. It's got like tiny baby nice. in- infant legs. <laughs> it's like is they that found, how it gets away so fast? Like they found a gorilla corpse. But something it like you know you predators had eaten its legs and they were like well it's got long arms so you know in true spinosaurus fashion they were like yeah thin legs no it's got super ripped frog legs like it was here's the thing right like it and an ostrich were like running through a sawmill at the same time and so it just took off the top of the ostrich and the bottom of the gorilla and they just landed in a pile and got covered in mud. And they were like, that's it. Skinny leg Sasquatch. Um, people are worried about me in chat, but I've, uh, I've done, I've done this before. See, I Look, should be able to see chat, and I cannot right now for some reason. Like, Garrett not has decided that he's afraid of my true power, and we'll, that's why we did this only he's drinking. So you're saying uh, You could have drank at your own house. I don't you do can't, that. That's, you can't that's drink. Yeah, you can't drink here because Esteban gets... Uh, paranoid yeah well he shouldn't cross me uh, agreed <laughs> he shouldn't cross you okay so the whirling wimpus is a bloodthirsty seven foot tall gorilla that easily fools any animal okay any animal i'm not crosses me no i'm gonna read it exactly what the text says on the website uh easily fools any animal of person possible yeah there we go uh Let's when it senses big old brackets S-I-C in there. <laughs> when it senses prey coming down a pathway, it hides, usually at the bend of the t- trail. Then, as the victim comes nearer, the whirling wimpus begins to spin around on one foot or hoof quickly, which renders it practically invisible. Hold on, one foot or hoof? Yeah, the feet, the tiny baby legs, uh, sometimes end in hooves. Just like occasionally on like a day to day kind of, you know, today's like a hoof day. I mean, no, from animal to animal, not from day to day. No, no, like horse hooves, a singular, a singular toe. But it's got camel legs. Yeah. What if it's not? You're you're wrong. It's flamingo legs. Ah, but no hoof. As it does this, 
The wind emits a low droning sound that seems to be coming from the trees above. As the prey looks up, trying to locate the sound, the wimpus attacks and kills the poor creature mercilessly, <laughs> making it into a molasses or maple syrup. I don't know how I feel like, about by that. By spinning, it rapidly whips it into a goo. It just... Um, hold on, what? I'm seeing how the sausage is made, and I don't like it. If that, I, I'm off syrup forever. Uh, the Whirling Wimpus's favorite meals are people, turkey, deer, cows, even bears. Bears find them quite delectable when paired with... F- bears find them quite delectable when paired with f- fine red wine, so Wimpuses beware when hunting. It spins at a stunning two or 2,150 revolutions per minute and usually only performs this act at sundown. Okay, so hold on. You said even bears. Uh, this might be a stupid question. Uh, what about odd bears? Mm. Well, I'm worried about the imaginary bears, honestly, <laughs> and the irrational ones. <laughs> the, but proper bears. <laughs> Just like, you know what? I got nothing to say. It uh, only worries about prime away. bears. Take the pain of <laughs> prime bears. Uh, that's like a golden age comic book villain. Prime bears. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm prime oh. bear 13. I'm matter eater bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Okay. So should we get to today's featured creature? Well, I wanted to learn more about that syrup. Oh, that, there's nothing else. Like that was the entire. And this isn't uh, like a like a like a Vermont, you know, a nor'easter kind of wasp. It just monster. said, it just said northern lumberjack. So probably. I guess. I mean, it could be it could like be anywhere. California. That's everywhere in the entire. NorCal. It really whip you into like a hella syrup. I hate uh, you. It... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. You did it. You did it. Uh, good times. <laughs> you said the name of the show. Hella Syrup. It... <laughs> so, today's featured creature is uh, the oh, Kraken. The Syrup of the Sea. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you've ever seen one decompose, yeah. The English word Kraken is taken from the modern Scandinavian languages, originating from the Norse word Kraki. And this is where I wish I had my soundboard. So it's cracky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cracky. Um, in both Norwegian and Swedish, kraken is the definitive form of crack. Crack A? It's K R A K E. So I don't know if that'd be crack or crack A. Kraka? I don't, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, speak those languages. It's, it's probably kraka. Um, the word designating an unhealthy animal or something twisted. In modern German, kraka, plural kraken, means octopus, but can also refer to the legendary kraken. That's fun. Kra- kraken is also an old Norwegian word for octopus and an old euphemi- uh, euphemism in Swedish for whales. A euphemism? It's, why? That's weird. Uh, it, it's used when the original word became taboo as it was believed to summon the creatures. So if they said whale too much, it would just summon a bunch of whales. <laughs> Friggin' Beetlejuice style. Just big yeah. old striped whales. So they're like, let's use a monster word the th- for a thing that doesn't we exist. We got a code, guys. We got a code for it. It's a secret. Then out of nowhere, meow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, oh, no. you know, they're, and they're blue whales, too, the so they're not even dangerous. 
They're just big. <laughs> I mean, something big enough, even if it's gentle, can be dangerous. I mean, I guess that's true, but like, I mean, in the water, dude, you just roll with it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, where was I? Swedish whales, uh, taboo. Okay. Other names. Eleo Tust, Norwegian for tuft of eels. That's interesting. How that makes tough sense, are they? <laughs> so tuft, in fact. Anchor trolled for anchor troll. Okay. Or horv. I like H- that one. H O R V for haro. H A R R O W. Curl crabby or crab. K R A B B E for crab. Okay, so sometimes it's just a crustacean. Uh, originally, it was a crustacean. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll we'll get to that when we get through all the names. Uh, it kind of just briefly mentions uh, that we're done with the names. It kind of just briefly mentions, like, yeah, and like its original stories, it was like kind of crustacean-like. Well, because it was like a like a like the the Greek like island of Prometheus kind of thing, right? Or not not Prometheus, uh, whatever his name is. I'm thinking Proteus from the X Men. But it was like an island thing with claws, right? Uh, pretty much. So, okay, yeah. So, its habitat was originally the North Atlantic, and now it's just the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. Okay, so even, you know, we're not safe here on the coast, is what you're saying. Wait, no. Pacific Oceans? Which ones are you specifically talking about? Yeah, as opposed to the general ocean. The general? Well, Shaquille I mean, O'Neal and auto insurance? Where no, is the we were general about... ocean keep his armies? I thought we were talking <laughs> about the general. We were going to summon him. I got to save some time. Yeah, we got to save some time. See, I'm pushing Garrett to, to drink. I'm almost there. Yeah. I should save some for the rest of the episode. Let's get to the description of this monster. Since the, late, since the late 18th century, Kraken have been depicted primarily as large octopus-like creatures. The kraken is also depicted to have spikes on its suckers. In its earliest depictions, however, the creatures were more crab-like than octopus-like and generally possessed traits that are associated with large whales rather than giant squids. Such as wonderful, harmonious singing to put newborns right. to bed. We like Urkel. <laughs> In Norwegian mythology, the kraken is a supergiant with a body <laughs> one and a half miles in circumference. Nice. <laughs> Whoa. It appears like several small islands surrounded by seaweed, dark brown with light speckles, high broad forehead, large eyes. Its arms or tentacles are as are as big as medium ships. Wow, they really cut through the ocean like a shark's fin, I bet. Oh, uh, I got a hold on. You got a warning? Oh, no, now I can see everyone. I was in the chat and they they told me how to see everyone. Oh, nice. Ooh, actually, I got a refresh chat over here on my end. Maha wants to kill me. Well, why? I don't understand why. He said every time I say Kraken to take a shot. Oh, I thought you meant like... Well, I mean, every, every time you summon you. Kraken. See, this is why I wish I wish that we had partner on the Fikri Twitch channel. Because then you could definitely do it. Where it's like, you know, you throw us your bits. Like bits, follows, donations, Garrett will take a shot. And you just at maybe least, it, like, weaponize the desire for your end sickening. Maybe yeah, since uh, the quarantine doesn't like, is prohibiting parties, I will do that to get through my bottle of Crystal Head vodka. Because oh, I will not, I, I don't 
drink alone. I only drink at parties or this special occasion. And I no, don't drink sense. unless if I'm <clears> in my house. So I'll go. So to I house. haven't. It's not. I a haven't. Party. I haven't drank since. I think the last party I went to is when Luigi went to the army. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is all Luigi's fault. Everything started when Luigi left. So let's get to some info on the Kraken. That's not a cause... roast, by the way. Well, we don't roast for free, so. No, this is all Luigi's fault. I mean, it is kind of a fact. He got so lucky that World War Three didn't happen, though. Well, he started like, it. I don't know if he understands how much of a bullet he dodged. I mean, it could still happen, and he's I still mean, in the army. Yeah, but it's like it's but he's now. yeah because he's an IT man in the army. Right, exactly. I mean, like that's it's funny because like that's, <laughs> like that's kind of funny, but like that's that's so smart because he's like so far removed from danger. Although the term Kraken is first found in it's print in work. Sistema Natura what, the from shooting seven, that decided from seventeen thirty five. Uh, stories about this monster seem to date back to the 12th century Norway. See, I would think seem it would be older to... than that. The 1100s? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess just because maybe it's like such like a primordial sea serpent thing. Well, there are other like deciding what it was. Like, okay, is it? We decided it's now no longer a big crab or whale. Well, like so the, like I said, the name, the term kraken, first showed up in the 1700s. Okay. So in like it there are probably even older things that you could probably apply the name Kraken to, but like the the best examples that like 100% you can apply the name to, the oldest is probably 1100s Norway. Okay. It's actually in one of my favorite stories which I'll get to a little later. Oh, I just felt it. <laughs> you like moved a little bit and it was like oh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of worried now that all of the chairs in my kitchen are bar stools. Wobbly. Well, don't worry. It was just the big one. Or as as you thought, the end of the world. And I thought the final one. I have an earthquake from a few months ago that I thought was a bomb. Because <laughs> I woke up before the shaking and I heard it before I felt it. Just uh, okay. Like, yep. These tales often refer to a creature so big that it is mistaken for an island or a series of islands. Even as late as 1752, when the Bishop of Bergen, Eric Ludwigsen Pontopipidan, uh, wrote The Natural History of Norway, he described the Kraken as, quote, incontestably the largest monster in the world, end quote. What if this guy was and like a sea, sea bishop in disguise? Like, it's like the long con for a sea bishop, and he's like putting My... it for one of his friends. My fucking god. <laughs> He's like, a guy, dude, Kraken. I'm, I'm totally going to hook it up. I'm going to tell him you're the coolest guy. It's fine. I'll see you later. And then he's see, gonna... if I say there's more things that look like me, they'll believe I'm real. <laughs> or he's, he's being interrogated. He's like, I don't know what to say. I just gave you up. I'm sorry. They were like, tell us, who's the biggest sea monster? And he was like, oh, look at the Kraken. Hmm. Uh, bu- 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 the bishop also noted that the animal had starfish-type protuberances. Quote, it seemed that these are the creature's arms, and it is said if they were to lay hold of the largest man-o'-war, they would pull it down to the bottom. End quote. So do you think, like, you have, like, kind of these two things kind of, 
like uh like kind of ideas colliding that it's like oh they didn't know what like really huge whales were at first and they like kind of gradually figured that out and then they didn't know what like really huge squid were at first and they were like oh it is that thing that we used to see like hundreds of years ago now i'm gonna throw out they don't know oceanography like oh no the island was totally here two weeks ago but now it's gone it's a crack and you know, I don't. I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that, um, because like, as crazy as it sounds, like, actually like physically charting the planet with like uh like Latin longitude, like as oh, I know it's really incredibly difficult for like well, the like the past like fifteen hundred years ish. Like people, like there are old like pre Marco Polo maps that like nowhere land map even though they don't know like exactly what they look like or like what they're called they're just like yeah we sailed and we got here and we know there's something there and you could still follow the map and like get to that coast so like i don't think it's that unless well, there are like, those phantom islands though yeah like or, it's happened I mean, where they thought that or like sea level rising or falling maybe or like i mean maybe they're glaciers i could see that they're like glacial, ah, glacial islands glaciers. or something or like, so I'm, like local drunk whalers. I'm Googling uh, when mammoths went extinct. <laughs> yeah. mammoth. No, because I think one. I think the eleven hundreds are far enough in the past that like maybe there were some like older prehistoric like sea animals that like <laughs> in the amount of time they either like died and like their corpses would have fucking went to the bottom and like there's no way to get like the fossil remains there might have been some weird yeah. big well, stuff actually, at the time yeah. Garrett's kind of right about that because there is I, I mentioned this like a year ago there is a uh, stellar sea cow that would have yeah. been, I think right around the same time and that's like a 30 foot manatee yeah that thing's yeah. fucking so, rad I mean like that you know you could definitely maybe have that be the case and I think those went extinct like for sure around the 18th century like they they died out 1700s 1800s ish so yeah i mean you could be right there could definitely be something who knows and we just we never were able to get bones or fossils because yeah their corpses are at the bottom of the friggin you know pacific ocean uh i'm gonna or continue now case, Atlantic, but... despite when, this when did they pontopidian die? oh the mammoths yeah uh, three thousand seven hundred years ago. Okay. Yeah, you know what though? I I mean, this is like the wrong physical area. If they do still occasionally find like partially frozen like mammoth corpse and stuff in like Siberia, yeah. right? So like, I mean, maybe you know something right, uh, off of a glacier and just float away and die. Well, right. uh, despite this, Pontopidian says that the most danger the Kraken represented to ships came from the disturbance it made as it came to the surface, or whirlpool as created as it descended below. Because fish were attracted to the, the vicinity of the Kraken, he also notes Norwegian fishermen would often fish over the creature, despite the risks to their ship and their lives. Later Kraken stories bring the creature down to a smaller, but still monstrous size... In the 1800s, it wasn't a mile in you know diameter. No, just like a hundred feet. In the 1800s, it started showing up as squids and octopi in artwork. Okay. Uh, we got some stories. Nice. I love a good story. 
I couldn't find uh, any sightings because anything that's talking about Kraken is now just referring to the giant squid. Okay. Because that's the main theory. Like, oh, it was just a giant squid. Yeah. So, uh, in 1801, Pierre-Denis de Montfort noted that in the chapel of St. Thomas at St. Malo in Brittany, France, there was a votive picture showing a huge squid or octopus attacking a ship by winding its arms around the mast and rigging. The incident is said to have taken place off the coast of Angola. The ship's sailors made a vow to St. Thomas that they would make the, a pilgrimage if he would save them. Uh, then did. set to work. Their, then, then set to work with their axes and cutlasses to cut off the monster's tentacles. Whoa. Later, they went directly to the chapel in St. Malo, where a picture was hung illustrating their adventure. That's funny. Sounds like they really axed their way out of this on their own. Itch. I don't know if they need to give them a pilgrimage. Oh. I guess give them the strength to just chop. I mean, there's oh, actually yeah. there's kind of an interesting parallel with like the story of Noah, because with of Noah of Jonah, because uh, there's like the part where there's a storm and then everybody's like, oh, hey, we, we don't know what to do. Like God, you mean this guy? We're gonna throw. You this mean guy the over. story of Geppetto? <laughs> yes, exactly. We made us. So no, but in the story they they're like, hey, if you save us. You know, we're gonna throw this guy over. We're sorry if you save us. We'll go. We'll go on a pilgrimage. Well, they don't go on a pilgrimage, but they convert. So, as I've told you guys before, one of my dreams and goals for this podcast is to be sponsored by Kraken. Oh, I know. The only, the only other thing we could be sponsored by. I don't want to. I don't know if you've seen these obnoxious ads on YouTube. I've brought this up before. Oh, for the soap. Yes. Like, uh, one of our friends has it. In... Oh, that. Uh, no, we could be sponsored by Jack Link's jerky. Oh, do are they still around? Yeah. Okay. It's like the main jerky you see at any goddamn fucking gas station. I guess it's either them or Oberto, right? It's barely Oberto. It's like eighty different packs of Jack Links and like two Obertos and then whatever their store brand is. I was is. gonna say whatever the whatever the off brand. You know, we got this from a butcher kind of stuff is. I mean, that's true. We could be sponsored by Jacklings. That'd be cool. Let's continue the stories. Uh, Denise de Montfort also interviewed whalers at Dunkerque. Hold on. I, I think you I think you just mean Dunkirk. Uh, D-U-N-K-E-R-Q-U-E. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Where, right. where, where is it physically? Is it somewhere around like Great Britain, France? Yeah, it's past the Can- uh, Calais Department, France. Okay, yeah. I'm so go with- it might be Dunkirk. You know, it's like weird, like <laughs> like Anglo-Saxon style pronunciation or spelling. Yeah, it's a hundred percent Dunkirk. <laughs> uh, who told him some squid stories? That's cool. An American, Captain Reynolds, described a cut-off squid arm that was forty-five feet long and two feet six inches in diameter. All right, he's he's making that up. A retired Danish captain named John Magnus Dens said he had <laughs> encouraged a huge squid. In, uh, encountered a huge squid. I'm I was sorry. gonna say he was just like, "Go for it, bro. You got this. You got this, squid." He's Again, crossways. Go get him. Yeah. Again, off the coast of Angola, that had attacked and killed three men aboard his ship. Good guy. The crew sank five harpoons into the monster before it was finished. Dens 
uh, estimated the animal's arms were more than 35 feet long. You know what the crazy thing is about all this, at least to me, is like what you said earlier about like, yeah, it could just sink to the bottom of the ocean. You'd never know. You're right. Like, what if there was just like a smallish colony of these huge squids and it just after, you know, overfishing the ocean and tons of pollution, they're just gone. That's just it. We will never know. They sank right. to the bottom of the ocean and got picked off by all the scavengers. No, we totally got the deepest, no way to know. The deepest, uh, bluest ones, though. It's just uh, the weak surface guys died, the pelagic. That's so I have a, some shark fin hats. I have a poem for one of you to read. I'm going to post okay. it in our group chat, and whoever decides to read it can read it. But uh, I'll tell you when. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, or do screen. I go? I mean, I read all the time. So if you want to read, Alan. Be my guest, but if you I wouldn't no like preference. to, I will volunteer to read it. Is that all right? I'm sure if you want. Oh. Whatever you want, <laughs> you're volunteering. <laughs> you're doing it. Okay, all right. I'm gonna. I'll read it. I'm pulling up the thing. Hold on. Hold on. Well, let's just do it together. Okay, we gotta. We gotta count to three. Whenever Don't make it. me laugh when I'm fucking taking a slug. All right. I got you again. Theories. Giant squid, colossal squid, colossal octopus. Wait, there's a colossal octopus? No, there's a theory about a colossal octopus existing. Okay. But there is a giant squid and there is a colossal squid. Yes. As you know. Um, that's all the theories. Those those three things. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that makes sense. Like the only other theory, and I'm I'm impressed that you um that you even put it forward was like yeah like some kind of you know now extinct large sea mammal yeah yeah so i got some pop culture okay so the oldest story to feature a creature that might be considered the kraken is one of my favorite uh i like viking stories okay it's a late 13th century version of the old icelandic saga orvar order or Arrow Odd. It's just about a really cool uh, Viking boy that shoots arrows. And there's a there's a whole okay. story. Like, they go into... Like, they're sailing, and then all of a sudden the sea's calm, and it's because they're in the middle of the Kraken. Okay. It That's might be the first mention of the creature in, like, a story. Wow. In One Piece, the Straw Hat crew discovers a gigantic Kraken that feeds on ships. And Luffy immediately turns it into a pet. Like, he punches it in the face and tames it. That sounds about right. That thing's lucky, because Luffy loves takoyaki, so he could have just eaten that motherfucker. He could have, too. I've seen Luffy eat. He's, uh, a, there are... he's a, a, a shonen jump boy. There, uh, there are a lot of Krakens in Magic the Gathering. Aren't there? Yeah. Um, well, because Kraken's a creature type now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite planeswalker controls them and other big sea life. Yep. And uh, our friend Chama has a uh, deck that has a Kraken as the general. Oh, yeah. A Rick Smithis. I mean, there's good old, well, what, like, Lorthos is still an octopus, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. But I mean, there's good old Quest for Ula's Temple. That's a really fun card. Yeah, I'm, looking up, I'm looking up the creatures with Kraken as their type. Nice. There are 17 creatures with Kraken as their type. 
Arixmethus was printed in one of the um, commander uh, sets. Really? It's, yeah, it's the um, one that's a land, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 2018. But Kraken became a creature type in Theros, right? Um, let's see. I'm sorry, Alan. All the magic talk over here. It's fine. It's it's this or that. Uh, no. Um, Rexiel the Risen Deep is a Kraken, and that one he's oh, that's a Kraken right. on his card in Worldwake. I don't know what yeah. the old. Uh, here's what a, a title Kraken is a creature type Kraken from ninth edition. Wow. Okay. Uh, right. But in Mercadian Masks and 8th Edition, it's just Monster. So maybe 9th Edition is the... Okay. like Or whatever set, like actual set was right before that. I don't know. Wow. Both Namor, the Submariner from Marvel, and Aquaman, DC, have to deal with Kraken. They gotta deal with them. Yeah, they all have something to deal do with them. Like, um, Namor summons it to fight the Fantastic Four... Aquaman can summon it, but in the movie he fights it to become the king of Atlantis. Oh yeah, Judy Dench played the Kraken, right? Fuck yeah, dude. I love that movie so fucking much. So those two back to back, it's Aquaman and then Cats, right? Is that the filmography? Uh, um, oh, for Judy Dench, because that's pretty good. <laughs> Is Judy Dench in Cats? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna see. It. I, I'm gonna see if she's in anything in between. I hope not. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You gotta find like the animorphs in between. She was in Aqua Cats. Where is filmography? Oh, good God. Man, I love an actor or actress whose filmography on Wikipedia leads to a separate page because it's too big. <laughs> Doesn't list Aquaman on here. Oh, she's not too proud of that one. But Cats, on the other hand, that's where it's at. I mean, even if it's not great, it's an important movie. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's going to be one of the movies that cements our decade. It's not it for a while, It's but... not Judy Dench who's the Kraken. Oh, it's Julie it? Andrews. Uh, oh, you know what, though? I like Julie Andrews more. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love Julie Andrews. She can she can do no wrong. And, in fact, she didn't because she wasn't in Cats. So, no, no, okay. checkmate. I'll deal with this nonsense about Magic being a fun game and Marvel being worth any time, but you are not going to trash my Cats. It, I mean, look, I can I, – I, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really – Yeah, exactly. I, I, it's not fair. It's not fair. I'll, I'll it's also wrong. It's that. also wrong. It's wrong. I don't know that I agree. I don't know. You wouldn't know because you've never seen it. You're a coward. It, that's not true. <laughs> you would have seen it. I didn't then. have a chance to see it in theaters, and now I never okay. will. Fine. Um, it's also in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Uh, it's more little, important than know, no, You know, a, a small film you may have never have heard of because it's so obscure. I put. Uh, <laughs> here's my exact text. Kinda Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Like, they use its name, but it's not a Greek monster. And doing research, like, if you type in Kraken to Google, the first autofill is Kraken Greek mythology. Because I like to think that people are, like, looking for Kraken info, and then, like, they get to the Wikipedia page, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's a Norwegian Scandinavian monster. And it's like, no, it's not. Wikipedia is lying to me. The one time it was right. Uh, the poem, The Kraken, by Alfred Lord Tennyson. Okay. And then I have been print on my notes. It's parentheses. Have someone read it. Oh, I thought this was much longer than it is. Okay, you want me? To, you want me to just go? Do we want to try at the same time to make everything worse for Garrett? Uh, 
I don't think so. I was okay, you, kind of an early read. No, I I don't want to. I'm not trying to step on your toes. Alan. I have no toes. I'm it. a kraken. <laughs> no, you're the you're the whirling Bigfoot. You got a hook. Yeah, um, that's that's me. You have read read the poem that I'm making you read. Below the thunders of the upper deep, far far beneath in the abysmal abysmal sea, his ancient dreamless uninvaded sleep, the kraken sleepeth. Faintest sunlights flee about his shadowy sides. Above him swell huge sponges of millennial growth and height. And far away into the sickly night, from many a wondrous grot and secret cell, unnumbered and enormous polypi, winnow with giant arms with the slumbering green, there hath he lain for ages and will lie, battening upon huge sea worms, in his sleep, until the latter fire shall heat the deep, then once by man and angels to be seen. In roaring he shall rise and on the surface die. The end. That's and the Kraken. The by... bind them. <laughs> <laughs> he is silent as tomorrow. A little, uh, little frost for you there. Um, wow. In the sixth Artemis Fowl book, uh, features a Kraken. It's actually a peaceful giant mollusk that lives off microorganisms and krill filtered out of seawater. It's got baleen. It's a baleen kraken. It's got baleen. <laughs> wow. I like that idea. Does it still have a um, beak? Does I don't know. You open a beak and there's combs hanging and they're like, hey guys. I, I only read the first two books and never read any more after that because then I moved down to Santa Clarita and stopped reading. Yeah, you became a cool guy. Jesus. I'm a cool guy. I never read a book in my life. I read a little bit in high That's school, I, but I read I, I read Vampire Hunter D books and I read Choke in English class. Oh yeah, that was okay. a funny one. But like, I stopped reading fantasy books. I Vampire Hunter D is a sci-fi book. It's uh, you know. It takes place in the year like sixteen thousand. All right, look, I, was, I don't I was want to start about this, this morning. It's twelve thousand. I don't want to start this argument with you while you're drunk, Garrett. All right. It's sci fantasy. Vampire Hunter D is way more of a fantasy than Star Wars is. It's sci fantasy because horse <laughs> is a robot. It. I mean, don't look, get me started on that fucking horse. They both. Now, I love the horse. The horse is the coolest I, friggin' thing in it. I, I like the horse also. It's just no. The I'm coolest expecting... thing is that that tunnel of horrors. That's the coolest thing in that movie. It's like let's walk through, you know, the hole from Temple of Doom where he has to like stick his arm for the key thing. It's like one of those we gotta walk through it. That's the coolest thing in that movie. Imagine that, like Ralph Bakshi rotoscoped. That'd be awesome. No, do yeah. not cross Bakshi with Amane. It... <laughs> That'd be. <laughs> so um i mean i don't know that could kind of imagine kind of if you will the like the take on me music video so you combine the bakshi rotoscoping but with the like the amano like brushstroke artwork i think you got something there alan all that's yeah. gonna happen is you're gonna have the hands gonna be like in blackface and then like you know you and his other hands, hands yeah and then his other hands gonna grope someone <laughs> he's like look isn't it like that racist acid trip i had because i'm ralph bakshi that's all my movies so it, in a song of I love bakshi now in a song of ice and fire the Greyjoy family uses a kraken as their house symbol uh 
uh, this is what a uh, TV trip said. As of yet, no actual Krakens have been seen in the series. So I don't know how. I was gonna say, does that remain true? No. Okay. I don't read those books. I don't read anymore. I'm just not interested. You know, I like I like happy stories. Usually. Um. In. I don't want to be depressed. It's, I don't in... want to do work to be depressed. I don't want to have to read, and then it's like, why? I'm just, I could have done nothing and been sad. There's and plenty of I movies know. that I still it's, need it's to watch journey, that'll make not me the depressed. Destination. So, well, you like those in... dead dog movies? I'll never understand I... that. I don't like dead dog movies. I just like dog them. movies, and All sometimes the dog movies. dies. No, I don't. So, Metal Slug. The final boss of Metal Slug 7 slash XX is called the Kraken. It's a giant mechanical octopus that has six tentacles and is resting on a rock on top of lava. Wow, it's a lava squid. Seems like a problem. (laughs) Yeah, you should get that checked out. Return of the Obra Dinn. Return of the Obra Dinn. The ship is attacked by a giant sea monster. We only ever see its tentacles coming out of the water, but the captain refers to it as a Kraken. Is that uh, the Oberdin that's a game? Yep. It's a, a weird game where you're like an insurance adjuster and you have to go to this like ruined, murdered ship and like, like okay, this guy died of this, so we can pay out his family this much. <laughs> it's like, um, like Bram Stoker's Dracula if you played like Jonathan Harker. And yes. like you don't have to deal with a vampire. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Um, like you have a ma- you have a magic watch that lets you re- like see stuff that happened. Oh, you got to watch what gives you uh, Quinlan Voss powers, or Abe Sapien if that's more your more your speed. The Seattle Kraken are an NHL expansion team based in Seattle, Washington, starting in the 2021-2022 season. <laughs> yeah, they were like supposed to start this year too. Yeah, uh, the the Twitter for Kraken Rum also talks about them a lot nice i wonder if they're gonna get a sponsorship that's see that's synergy that's how you do it oh he's freaking doing it he's trying to he's trying to like whirlpool that bad boy <clears throat> you know do you think like that the the crack and dark rum like the rum itself is supposed to be like the ink yeah from the youtube videos i've watched doing research yes <laughs> doing research quote unquote <laughs> fuck you you don't do any work that's not what I mean. I mean, <laughs> research on alcohol. I mean, unless you I were watched... like watching videos about the Kraken. I just, I don't know. Was I was. I was listening to videos about the Kraken while look, reading Wikipedia pages and books and other things about the Kraken. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so, ever since your birthday episode, we've brought up Dragon's Crown a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Good. Pretty. I think the only episode we didn't bring up Dragon's Crown since your birthday was Ogopogo. Yeah, because there was no way. There's no Bigfoots in that game. Um, there's Sorry, a. Bu- there's... <laughs> no Bigfoots. That's the other thing. There I'm is a. We didn't bring it up actually. In Ogopogo. Well, because it's like a sea monster. Yeah, but like the only sea monster is the Kraken. Yeah, but still. All right. All right. Uh, what else did we bring up a lot? Oh, um, Clash of the Titans, uh, Harryhausen. We brought up Harryhausen every episode since, yes. except for Ogopogo. Yeah. Oh, the last three on this list are songs that I didn't get around to listening to. 
somehow you were on YouTube watching Kraken videos. Um, there's a song called uh, titled Kraken is a song by Filk songwriter Leslie Fish based partly on the Tennyson sonnet. It, I, I'm sorry, quick question. Did you say Filk? Filk? Yeah, yeah when, I, when I looked up Filk, it was like fantasy sci-fi folk music okay all right i didn't know if uh, you like you okay. were getting a case of the drunks or if it was like no um clever filk is a musical culture genre and community tied to science fiction fantasy and horror fandom and a type of fan labor the genre has been active since the early 1950s and primarily uh, played primarily since the mid 1970s wow I mean, I love the idea, but it's that's a terrible name. How are you going to name your movement after something that sounds like an onomatopoeia for vomiting? Uh, if you look, if you go to the Wikipedia, <laughs> Wikipedia page for filk music and look at the pictures, the, you could not stage a photo for what a filk musician looks like more than these pictures. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I got an idea. Yep, Let's see. Same. I'm looking it up. Uh, so the types of filk music are bardic, chaos, and token bardic. You say token or Tolkien? Token. <laughs> okay. Now you gotta have that, yeah, that token filk music. Totally. Uh, a a token bardic circle, also known as a well. poker chip bardic circle, attempts to combine the enforced politeness of the bardic circle with the freedom nature of the chaos circle. <laughs> These just sound like subtypes for bards. As much well, as I all love is. the bardic tradition, this is just this is not for me. Oh, there we go. Okay, all right. I'm looking at this image as well. Oh my god. Okay. I knew they'd yep. have. <laughs> yep. I like the the photo of like the the very thin woman, like behind off-brand George Lucas. Uh, you mean Patrick Nielsen Hayden and Emma Bull making music at WizCon 2006? Yeah, this man is definitely. What's his name? George Zardoz? <laughs> it like, <laughs> like, like he looks like off-brand George Lucas. It's like you, you give me George Lucas's like non-Greek, non-Greek oh, um, equivalent. Here we go. Take a Patrick Nielsen Hayden. What's his name? It's gonna be the new the new awards that we're. Uh, it's out. it's uh, George Cardoz, the serious. Star Wars character that's hot George Lucas. Okay. <laughs> hot George Lucas. I yeah. don't know if I agree with his with, that. with his ship, the Bargain Hunter. It's a <laughs> that's a fact. Oh my goodness! Is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do well, it? I'm glad to know that there's a place for music I will never listen to. It, that's saying a lot because I don't listen to anything, and that's not even a knock on your taste. It's just it's no, no, if anything, I, it's praise. For I cannot listen to any acoustic instruments. Really. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the like kind of a soft folksy kind of thing if it's good, you know. I have my the same ear rejects acoustic guitar. I mean, I think a lot of it is that there's there's kind of a lot of crossover with like the like '70s prog and folk. Um, yeah. Like especially in Genesis, they did a lot of that, um, and even um, like um, I mean, Pink Floyd, I guess, did too. All right, so we have two more things in pop culture. Okay. Kraken is a song by Knife Party featuring. Uh, featured on their 2015 EP, Trigger Warning. Wow. Whoa. You've been warned. And then Release the Kraken is a song by Ninja Sex Party about a comedically harmless Kraken featured on a 2018 album, Cool Patrol. And that is it for my notes. 
Wow. I gotta say, I'm impressed, actually. This this wasn't as, like, BS of a monster as I thought it would be. There was so much more, like, there was so much more stories. And, like, like, uh, old Norse stories and, like, other, like, stuff that it was basically just the people's experiences without seeing the monster and just being around it. (laughs) Okay. That I could have put in here, but... I, I picked the ones that are more focused on the creature itself, but also not tr- not picking the ones that were 100%. It's just a giant squid because that's what that's all every info about it has devolved into. I wanted to know more info about the crustacean version, but like there's just nothing other than oh yeah, it used to be a crustacean. You know, it'd be interesting to do like an episode sort of looking at like the the like the lineage, if you will, of uh, like giant like octopi like cephalopod kind of monsters um, yeah because it's the same kind of thing where we obviously octopus are found around the world same thing with squid i think i don't think there's any ocean that don't have squid um, um maybe not the super north but no I the only think thing so. the only thing i know that 100 percent lives up here is the greenland shark my favorite shark yeah but i think i think they have squid up there but at any rate it just would be interesting to see kind of when they sort of enter the lexicon. See if there's any, like, really common shared traits that aren't super easily explainable by... Well, obviously they have octopus, so they're just kind of the same thing. Yeah, the Kraken... I, I like the Kraken. It's, again, not a lot of people knew that it was a Scandinavian monster, especially from all this stuff I've looked up on mine. Man, that's so weird to me. I mean, I guess you, know, you and I had very similar childhoods in a lot of ways. Uh, minus the rampant abuse um but <laughs> we both had I, I i was lucky i guess um but we both no 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 it gave me a high pain tolerance that's true and you know you you, you came out better for it i guess um we'll but, never know um, i still wish it didn't happen <laughs> well i mean you and me both i don't want to get hung up on that though all that i mean is that we that you know we both read a lot of stuff on mythology as kids there's you kind of we both were reading a lot at a pretty early age so i mean yeah my, my dad surprised. bought me a textbook a book from a yard sale that i didn't find out till college was a college textbook about mythology <laughs> yeah that was anytime my mom was at like a yard sale or something like oh here you go here's like a really cool like book on just greek myths check them out you know a bunch of stuff on anglo myths check uh so i think we should get to plug recommendations all right Um, well i'm pretty sure i've plugged this at least eight times do your plug i'm gonna grab a tissue to blow my nose i'll be back in a second we gotta listen to see if he's secretly gonna throw up and he doesn't want to say i'm muting my mic but i can totally i'll bring the camera with me no 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 i don't need it your boogers i'm not gonna throw up you know fuck it i don't need to see you filk garrett all right i'm just grabbing the tissue i'm muting it so it's not horrible he's gonna do it on stream though he's not gonna we ought to see it (laughs) we just don't have to hear it i should have just didn't i just didn't want to fucking blow my nose on stream but i'm not gonna have you fucking tell people i threw up i'm not doing that i'm not gonna lie well, you know who else doesn't? Michael Anthony. My plug is the Michael Anthony <laughs> drunk bass solo. It's fake, but who cares? Like but, you know, th- it's fake in that like he didn't, he wasn't he, drunk. He's not. He can't be. Okay, so the video. Have you seen this? No. I'm surprised you haven't. Honestly, it's so they're like 
doing some sort of intermission. He's like, look at that crazy guy over there. And he just like starts chugging like a whole bunch of Jack Daniels. Like he's crazy. And then Hagar goes up and drinks like, oh my God, that tastes like piss. I bet it is piss knowing you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it is. And then like, he's like, he's going to do some crazy shit you've never heard before you guys. And then he's just like, like doing this like weird bass solo. That is like the most avant-garde thing anyone's ever done. It's and like the uh, Spinal Tap Jazz Odyssey nonsense. It is, but it's <laughs> also got his level of like, you know, drunken frenzy. But he's, he can't be drunk. It's impossible. He's running around. Why is he's, it impossible? Okay, several reasons. The moves he's doing are insane. And two, my favorite part of the video as of recent, because I've seen this video honestly like probably 87 times. Uh, so the comments are like, okay, like everyone's fighting about whether he's drunk or not. And everyone's like, it's fake. Everyone knows it's just apple juice. It's a common stage trick. And then he's like, look, I was the tour manager from 87 to 88. I'm sorry. I don't know why you guys are so mad about this, but it's clearly not alcohol. I don't know why this hurts your hopes, but it's just, and they're like, no way. There's no way. Michael Anthony has to be drunk. Cause I think he's like playing like a uh, Jack Daniels bass also. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, that's fun. So people are they 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 believe and they need it, but yeah, Garrett did a great job. I think he could bust out that solo people. Oh yeah, so the reason it's fake is uh you know there's obviously a lot of like processing, and uh, detuning effects going on that sound like a synth and not a person playing live. Re okay, it's lip sync, but it rules. I see. Okay, so it was like something they did. It's like a comedy bit. And now I don't know like, what oh, it it's is. It's not as funny because it wasn't like spur of the moment. Well, it's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be like artistic and intense. Really? He, he, he's what I think I am when I do like my solo guitar noise music. It, well, don't sell yourself short, Alan. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think it's as funny as anybody you want. No, I, I think it's funny, but like it, it's to be seen. It's very theatrical and powerful. I mean, do you make... think they just, they, like, wanted to do the whole synth thing, but they were afraid that, like, it would hurt their credibility? No, no, because it sounds like a bass, but it, you can hear, like, there's some weird kind of detuning effect going on. Well, you know, there's a huge crescendo. I'm not going to spoil it. It's okay. worth it. I, I promise. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> it's got the appeal for the whole world. Wow. Uh, well, my plug is... I'm going to plug a friend of ours because he uh, right. made me some uh, some stuff for Warhammer. A uh, good friend of mine, uh, Dakota. So I'm going to plug his Instagram, I guess. Or actually, I'll plug his Etsy because they're, they're the same either way. Um, but uh, Luster's Workshop. L -E I didn't know Dakota had an Etsy. I didn't either. He um, he posted a thing in one of our chats uh, where he like he recently got uh, like a laser cutter. And was making oh. some MDF stuff. And um, we have another acquaintance who makes some stuff that I'm not a fan of. So I've been putting <laughs> off picking is some it, is it Is it the person I'm thinking of? Is yeah. Luigi. Well, I'm not a psychic, but yes. <clears throat> Luigi. Okay. It is definitely who you're thinking of. I don't want to. I don't want to shots fired. I'm not, I'm yeah, not yeah, saying yeah. anything about him as a person. I just I don't good. like the quality workmanship of his parts. But so, um, yeah, no, he was. he made a bunch of stuff. Uh, I don't know if he gave me a deal, but it was priced really well. Uh, but check it out. Like I said, Luster's Workshop. I know he's got some stuff for sale. I don't know if he has MDF stuff uh, up on there yet, but pretty high-quality stuff. He's a cool stand-up guy. Can't recommend him enough. All right. Garrett, what's your plug? My plug is something that I talked about last week. 
Paranormal Song Warrior. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yes. Uh, the man just, with the legend. We looked him up last week after recording. Yeah, it's like one of the most preposterous but brilliant ideas. Okay, so the if you look at Paranormal Song Warrior on YouTube, you'll get all of his... Um, the the songs under that title the most popular is the mothman song but it's all about all of the songs are about really weird supernatural stuff but as we found out last week it's this man named matt farley who just does songs that are like kind of clickbait titles the master of the seo like, yeah, there's a song that's like, this building used to be a pizza hut, so. <laughs> See, but that's, a, ever... that's a brilliant song, all right? That's, that's money. I haven't listened to all his other songs, but Nor he's the can most. can you, because he's written say, over. He's the, uh, he's the most prolific songwriter in human history, because he's written over 20,000 songs. But I'm focusing on just his, um. Most paranormal song warrior project. yeah uh because uh some of them are really really deep cut like paranormal shit that even me and alan didn't know about yeah like, like super um, sargasso sea duh of course like yeah but the one that was then, uh, like what yeah the 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 versus one yeah the case which we had known about but we couldn't name it offhand yeah then, it's oh my god it's, well, and even like stuff on UFOs. Yeah, no, it checks out. Yeah. This is like true cryptozoological Fortean train spotting. Yeah. It's just really. And some of them are pretty good. Some of them are aren't because, <laughs> right, like, you know. He has the formula. He's like, okay, 12 bar <laughs> blues and just something. Yeah. yeah. But like some of them it's are pretty song. good, and some of them are like you know what? Not every song in twenty thousand is gonna be a hit. You know, but on on the flip side, you're bound to get one that's gold if you just yeah. keep going. You know, just the weight of numbers. An artist for our time, so yeah. So know. paranormal song warrior is what I'm plugging. I think it's also on Spotify, but it's I only be use everywhere. Spotify. <laughs> I only use Spotify for podcasts since a lot of my favorites moved there. Yeah. Pre Joe Rogan, fuck no, that said, guy. I said pre Joe Rogan. That's that all I got for plugmendations. That's all of our plugs, right? Yes. I think all we have left to do is to say uh, hit us up on Twitter at Feecre F E A C R E. Yep. Uh, shoot us an email, featuredcreaturepod at gmail dot com, and uh, you can check out our Patreon. We're not going to plug all the stuff because we're still in disaster times. Who'd have thought? Hey, Who would have thought? Hey, but I will say, if you're still, if you're watching the stream right now, and you don't already follow us, give us a follow. It's right there. You just click on the yeah. thing. I look up featured creatures on any podcasting app. Uh, this is our one hundredth and sixteenth episode. Wow. Yeah, right. We've been doing this for a fucking long time. It's crazy to think. Every episode, like, after 44 is when we all have decent mics. <laughs> it's crazy to think that it was only, like, that far into it. Right. However, we did record a bunch in a row. You know, yeah, we Because we used to we used, meet once. We used to meet, like, every other week and record three at a time. 
and all around my one super good mic, which they are bad, but I have heard worse podcasts where they all had mics. Yeah. Thank you, Audio Engineering by Alan. I'm available to be paid for no reason. Just shoot it in Venmo. (laughs) That's true. And you build synths, Alan, right? I do that officially now, yes. I will sell you tiny boxes or very expensive boutique things. Make your pick. 50 bucks or a lot of money. (laughs) I'll take a lot of money for 12, Alex. I have a a second plug. Okay. And I legitimately love Kraken rum not just for this episode like whenever i go to a party i either buy this or a bottle of russian standard vodka like i a hundred percent love Kraken rum because it is 16 to 17 dollars depending on where you buy it and it is 94 proof so it is real strong for real cheap well i like that does not sound like orson welles <laughs> he put a sentence together. Like, oh, 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 oh. There's more than can be said oh, for oh, Orson Welles. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know that's my plug too. Orson, Orson Welles drunk out. The, the drunk outtakes. That's my favorite. <laughs> I'll post those again on our Discord server. It's so funny because that would be like in current year. That would be like a great unironic commercial for a wine. Yeah, it would work. As just, here's just a supercut of Orson Welles drunk by this wine. And you see yeah, this we've huge got... man? Like, he got knocked out by this. What do you think it's going to do to you? <laughs> see, if you could bring the dude back, you could bring Orson Welles back. Just deep fake him. <laughs> just reanimate his corpse, dude. He's already known for hoaxes anyway. F for, fa- F for fake Orson Welles. There you go. You can have that Kraken rum. That's your ad. I mean, honestly, like I would love to see, like a like a comedy, like a what do you call it? What do you call it? Like a biopic about Orson Welles. Just it's a biopic. By... Well, that would have just been him and Dune as Harkonnen. It, well, I I want Jack Black to play to play Orson Welles. Have you seen oh my... him now? Yeah, have yeah, they got this. They totally weird. do it. He's got the beard. He, oh my exactly. god! He has I mean, to start like, wanting to, to wear capes down. and stuff. I love no, Jack he, Black so much, and like, that would be a hundred percent perfect. It would be really good. Like I think, as long as it was like kind of really subtle and just like a like a like a really smart funny, I think it could work. <laughs> yeah, uh, I must say our ending thing, but that doesn't mean we have to stop talking. <laughs> I guess that's true. You, you I'm gonna sit- premium for the for Zoom. <laughs> Yeah. Remember, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. <laughs>